0: And welcome in to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Following National Read-A-Book Day on Wednesday, today is National Buy-A-Book Day which doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, the people in charge of all these fake made-up holidays should flip that around. So we buy the book first, and then the next day we read the book. Nonetheless, go out and support your local bookstore if you can, if you happen to have a local bookstore. Today is also National Beer Lover's Day. Is there anybody that doesn't love beer? I'm sure there are a few. Dedicated to appreciating beer and its history as one of the oldest and most popular beverages in the world. Need I say more? And on the food calendar, and this goes great with beer, by the way, today is National Salami Day. Although the word comes from the Italian language and the history of salami dates back hundreds of years to the Romans, Italy... France, Germany, and other countries in Europe are all now big producers of salami. National Salami Day actually cured by the Salami Appreciation Society of Virginia, of all places, in 2006. Yes, the Salami Appreciation Society is apparently a thing. And it could mean a different thing, too, but we won't go down that road. So go buy a book, pick up some salami and beer as well. Perfect timing. Tonight's kickoff of the NFL season as the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs take on the Detroit Lions, who I believe are going to surprise some people this year. A lot of people excited that the NFL season is finally here. All right, let's get into the news, and there is plenty of it. With Vice President Harris still in Indonesia for the Southeast Asian Nations Summit, Secretary of State Blinken in Ukraine, President Biden is now on his way to Germany, then India, ahead of a World Leaders Summit with the First Lady still recuperating from COVID.
1: We do not have any changes to any updates or changes uh, to his travel. The President tested negative yesterday, he tested negative this morning, uh, and he has no symptoms. He's feeling good.
0: And he's going to start wearing a mask again on a regular basis. That is Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre in yesterday's White House briefing. She will be traveling with the president. There was one very positive headline from the White House yesterday. President Biden refused to sign off on that plea deal for five terrorists in the 9-11 attacks, opposing some of the conditions that the so-called Gitmo Five are asking for in exchange for pleading guilty And getting life in prison instead of the death penalty. We discussed this a week or two ago. The five terrorists in question were locked up in Gitmo back in 2003. 20 years ago. The real question is why are they even still alive? Statement from the White House says the president does not believe that the agreement would be appropriate in these circumstances. So... Does that mean he's not going to sign this agreement, but could potentially sign some other agreement? A lot of unanswered questions still. And not only is this potential plea deal on the horizon, as difficult as that is to believe, but it's happening as we approach yet another September 11th anniversary coming up on Monday. And you remember last week or earlier this week, maybe the announcement that Biden will not be attending any official 9-11 ceremonies. Um, I would assume that we're going to hear a lot more about that as we make our way up to Monday, which I'll talk more about on Monday as well, as we honor the nearly 3,000 lives lost now 22 years ago. By the way, in New York yesterday, the fire department added 43 more names to its World Trade Center memorial wall. 43 more people. All of them died of illnesses related to their work at Ground Zero. Never Never, ever forget. And yesterday in the swamp, special counsel David Weiss announcing in a court filing that he intends to indict Hunter Biden by the end of the month on those felony gun charges related to a gun he purchased when he was addicted to drugs. We get more from the Chris Salcedo show. And we have breaking news at this hour. We are learning the DOJ will indict
2: Hunter Biden on felony gun charge on a felony gun charge by the end of the month. Hunter Biden had previously reached a deal involving a gun possession charge that would have allowed him to avoid prosecution if he met certain conditions set by the court. Well, that deal fell apart and very publicly. Now the Justice Department is confirming they will move forward with an indictment by Friday, September the 29th. So let's get a reaction uh, to this breaking news from our panel MAGA spokeswoman and Newsmax contributor, Caroline Levitt, and Newsmax political analyst, Mark Halperin. Uh, Mark, I want to start with you. Are you surprised to hear this news coming from the Justice Department today?
3: No, the judge
4: in the Delaware uh, filing had asked both sides to weigh in this week, and it pretty clear from the way the plea deal broke up, the prosecutors headed this direction. I think the key question, as you suggested, is what will the charges be? Uh, some indications are it will be the gun charge but is it possible there'll be tax charges? Is it possible there'll be other charges related to this? I think people forget that when you make a plea deal, you accept lesser charges than the prosecution could indict you for. And so a big question is, presumably, there'll be at least one felony involved here. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the Biden family, the notion that Hunter Biden could face prison time if he's convicted.
0: Political analyst Mark Halperin on with Todd Starnes, who's been filling in for Chris Salcedo this week.
2: Caroline, uh, again, uh, when you go back, uh, the judge in the case, uh, Noriega, was very uh, upset, uh, suggesting that they were trying to rubber stamp this. Uh, At the same time, you had people out there saying, hey, wait a second, this is an example of the two-tier justice system, because any other person would have been in jail for about 10 years, no plea deal.
1: That's exactly right, Todd. And thank goodness for that judge in this case, because she really saved the day for all of the all the American people who believe in the rule of law and don't want to see our Department of Justice cutting sweetheart deals like the Biden DOJ tried to push for Hunter Biden. And so, again, thank goodness for her for Robert for not allowing that deal to be rubber stamped and moving forward while the Biden DOJ simultaneously uh, engages in witch hunt and after witch hunt. Uh, against President Trump, but we don't know the charges of this. It looks like it's going to be a gun charge. More goodness, I hope that it's more because, as you just said, uh, every hardworking, taxpaying American out there, if they evaded millions of dollars in taxes like Hunter Biden did, well, they surely would be serving a lot of time behind bars. And so, let's hope the Justice Department is doing the right thing, and also. Republicans need to get tough. They need to get back from August recess and serve up a subpoena of Hunter Biden. It's been eight months of damning evidence. The time is now. Let's get tough and play hardball because we know the Democrats are certainly doing that and unfairly so.
0: Make America Great Again spokesperson, Caroline Levitt on the Chris Salcedo Show. And there it is again. The Republicans better do something. That certainly has been the theme of the week, hasn't it been? And the man heading up the House committee investigating Hunter and President Biden, Congressman James Comer, spoke with Greg Kelly.
4: I don't know if you heard, but there's a report that David Weiss, the so-called special counsel now, is preparing an indictment of Hunter Biden on the gun charge. You know, he lied on the federal form, not a drug user, but he was. And then they threw the gun in the dumpster, I think his girlfriend did. What do you think of that? If that's true, if there's going to be a federal indictment, you know, I I think still there's a possibility that they're trying to protect Hunter. This is low-hanging fruit. It's not going to the stuff that you're talking about. What do you make of that?
3: Well, this is low-hanging fruit. I mean, Hunter Biden has committed at least a dozen crimes. This one would be a distant 12th place on the list of the 12 crimes that he's committed, a distant 12th place. So, you know, this isn't something that I'm concerned about. We haven't even really looked into this one because it's, it, it, you know, small fries compared to money laundering, tax evasion, being an unregistered foreign agent. Uh, to to the the wire fraud, to racketeering. The list goes on and on of major crimes that people serve long years, long periods of time in jail yeah. for. This gun crime, uh, you know, I'm watching. You know, Weiss has an opportunity to clear his good name to prove that he's not a puppet of Merrick Garland. But you know, to start with this, uh, really doesn't get me very excited i mean hunter biden's committed a dozen crimes and this is the least serious of all of them
4: congressman james comer happy you're on the case sir best to your committee and keep in touch congressman thank you
0: greg kelly reports now at 9 p.m eastern with kentucky congressman james comer chair of the house oversight committee now check this out journalist matt taibbi also now referred to as the Twitter files journalist spoke with Rob Schmidt about national journalists killing stories or knowingly not reporting all the facts in Biden corruption stories.
4: I'm sure it's something that's pretty offensive uh, to you. Uh, It's interesting for a couple reasons. First, it's just more proof that uh, Biden clearly has been in on whatever this scheme is that that uh, the family the family business it also though this reporter from Bloomberg who I'm not sure we have identified yet um, but basically working to help kill her own story because obviously it seems her politics got in the way.
2: Yeah unfortunately that's not surprising at all. Um, I, I know a number of reporters who work for Uh, major news organizations who um, tried in various ways actually to report on this story and had trouble getting past their own editors, even when they had newsworthy material. In this case, it looks like the reporter was actually the one who who didn't want to go after the story, which is even worse. I've seen that as well. Uh, There were stories like that in the Twitter files. Uh, involving things like Project Alabama, where reporters knew uh, about misdeeds that were going on and held the information until it was politically convenient to release. So that's not surprising, uh, but it's very, very sad and speaks to the degraded state of our business.
0: Award-winning independent journalist Matt Taibbi on Rob Schmidt tonight. Meanwhile, a new CNN poll, CNN, shows a majority of Americans, a majority of Americans now believe that the president did have some involvement in his son's business dealings. As I said back on Friday and then again on Monday, Governor DeSantis meeting with Joe Biden in Florida would be a huge story. And then DeSantis not meeting with the president was going to be a big story and a political football. Ronnie D, my governor, and Eric Bowling's governor, was on Newsmax with Eric last night. Any doubt that we're headed squarely into the heated point of the 2024 presidential
5: election season, let me set the record straight right here, right now. It's here, and so are the attacks. When Florida Governor Ron DeSantis puts his own state's needs first, rather than meeting with the climate change toting Joe Biden during his visit to the hurricane-hit state, our state, my state, I thought to myself, great move, governor. But the governor's fellow presidential candidate, Chris Christie, slammed the decision as politicizing the hurricane. Listen.
0: We shouldn't be playing politics with this stuff. and But Governor DeSantis has always played politics with this. He voted against Sandy aid in 2012 as a member of the House. And now he wants aid.
5: All right. Well, let's let the games begin. Florida governor and 2024 presidential candidate Ron DeSantis joins us now, Governor. Uh, you heard him. It, it, oddly enough, I was in New Jersey when Sandy came through and he was my governor. Now I'm down here. And I listen. I think you're handling this right then and, and as I said. Not meeting with Joe Biden was the smartest thing, I think, politically that you, you could have done. The last thing you want is him talking about climate change and you're standing next to him nodding. It's, it was a brilliant move. Sir, your thoughts?
6: Well, also, you know, what was I doing then, Eric? I was in the communities that were the hardest hit by the storm and and Joe Biden didn't go to those areas i think correctly because the whole security apparatus would have shut down the recovery so i was exactly where i needed to be we were in Keaton Beach was where the storm the eye of the storm came on shore and then we were in Horseshoe Beach which is probably the hardest hit area you know they had 5 6 feet of storm surge there were people's homes that were washed away entirely, and so you know that's a really difficult uh, thing to have happen. Fortunately, there were no fatalities, but there was an awful lot of damage. Uh, the community was really reeling. Everyone is pulling together, but I was exactly where I needed to be to help the people of my state that were the hardest hit. That's not playing politics. That's called being a leader and doing what's right.
5: Yeah, and I will tell, and he, Christie's on later. I will tell him in the audience that um, that that handshake, that embrace with. With Obama at the
0: time, probably ruined his political career, at least as as a conservative. Eric Bowling with Governor Ron DeSantis. And I mentioned the then-Governor Christie-President Obama meeting several times in the past week or so. And I'm not disagreeing with Eric that it was bad for Christie, but I am going to stand my ground on I don't think it should have been as bad for Christie as it was. I don't think political rivals coming together or putting differences aside in time of crisis to help Americans should be that bad of a thing. It should not be that political that it can ruin someone's entire career. Sure, you could disagree with it. You don't have to like that they're meeting. You can disagree with me. That's fine. But it doesn't have to be like the end of the world. Even if DeSantis would have met with Biden, like I said, there was going to be all kinds of talk about it and photos and videos and edited videos. And maybe it would have been bad for DeSantis in the eyes of some people. Maybe it would have been really good for DeSantis in the eyes of some people. Because of the whole climate change thing and Biden's agenda probably was good, like Eric said. But again, I don't think that in these times of emergencies, these massive crisis situations that affect hundreds of thousands or millions of Americans' lives, that it should become such a big political football. All right, back to the interview.
5: We noticed that Joe Biden is now saying that he's going to wear a mask in the White House. What brings up the question is this whole new COVID push that seems like it's coming from the left and the administration. Do you think this is in preparation for a 2024 run where Joe Biden can hide out in his basement the way he did in 2020? And tell us, let's let's talk about a little bit about how you handled COVID.
6: So, so first of all, Eric, we have implemented in Florida permanent protections against all those mandates. They can't force you to wear a mask. They can't make your kid wear a mask in school. They can't force you to take these shots. They can't do any of the things that we saw that were offensive. Obviously, as governor, you know, I push back on all that. But in the future, and what people told me when we enacted those protections is, oh, that's not going to happen, those days are over. But it is happening again. You have a school district in Maryland that just required N95 masks On school children, you have Biden wearing masks. They're talking, he's talking about producing another rushed vaccine that he's going to put money behind, taxpayer money behind. Who knows how they're going to be able to do that? I think they're in court now. They want to be able to reimpose mask mandates on commercial air travel. So they are going to do whatever they can get away with. They are going to use that to their advantage.
0: Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis on the balance with Eric Bowling. As we say in the biz, mark the tape because a lot of what they said there could come to fruition. As Russian President Vladimir Putin continues threatening using nuclear weapons in the war on Ukraine, tensions with the rest of the world, including the United States, are continuing to rise. Wednesday, the same day Secretary of State Blinken showed up in Ukraine, the Pentagon ordered two squadrons of nuclear-capable stealth fighter jets to a British airbase, giving the U.S. easy access to the skies above most of the West of uh, western europe and into russian territory as well secretary blinken in ukraine the assistance includes an additional 175 million dollars in drawdown authority that will provide significant support for ukraine's air defenses we get more from this morning's wake up america
4: Good morning. Welcome back into Wake Up America. Let's go to the war in Ukraine as the president's foreign policy continues to be put to the test. Arms negotiations between Russia and North Korea continue. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken surprising everyone visiting Kyiv yesterday and announcing another one billion dollar aid package as President Biden heads to India today for the G20 summit. Joining us now for reaction is Chairman Of the U.S. edition of Spectator magazine, Andrew Neal and retired U.S. Air Force Brigadier General Blaine Holt. It is a pleasure to have you both on. Uh, General, you know, a lot of people would have liked that billion dollars to go to the people of Maui. We still don't have an accurate death toll. Uh, That fire breaking out almost three weeks ago now. A real tragedy, yet the 45th aid package instead in the form of a billion dollars for Ukraine. Your reaction to that?
6: Yeah, I'm sickened by it as an American, and I'll tell you why. You've got $700 one-time payment to the Lahaina victims. We don't even know where the 2,000 kids are yet. And so that's where that ends. Meanwhile, you have the FEMA folks, their first hotel rooms over there at $1,000 a night. Um, the average—so if we look at the Ukrainian population, um, what's been authorized comes out to about $3,700 a Ukrainian for this entire thing, with more to come. So it's it's— America, this isn't lost on Americans. at Yeah,
4: you make a great point. FEMA, uh, they're staying at the Four Seasons in the Grand Wailea, two of the most luxurious hotels in Maui. Rob
0: Finnerty, host of Wake Up America on Newsmax with retired Air Force Brigadier General Blaine Holt. Looking at Wall Street, the market's off to a rough start today. This after the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down more than 200 points yesterday. This is uh, all related to more Fed talk. We actually had a better than expected initial jobless claims number coming in this morning, but markets are in the red. And don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Cox Cable, Comcast, Spectrum, Xfinity, Dish, DirecTV, and many others. It's also on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and others. And make sure you have the Newsmax app downloaded on your smartphone. It is free. It's easy to get. And then you can watch all of your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday already inching up on another big Friday. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then
1: watch us anytime, anywhere.